Boys, happy 5th of July. That's right. Big holiday. 5th of July, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to turn the calendar. Of, that's right. 5th of July. It's one of those holidays you just, people forget about, I think. They do. It's actually, it's actually probably like the most requested holiday of any other day like of the year. That's not a holiday. I can't tell you how many times every year I hear people say like, it is ridiculous that I have to go into work the day after 4th of July. Because I mean, it's a holiday built around partying, right? We shoot fire into the sky for God's sakes. And then we have to go to work the next day. Come on. See? It's even worse because like we've had it kind of nice the last couple of years where 4th of July has been Friday or Saturday or Sunday and it's like built into the weekend. And so you have like the day off before already or you have the day off after already. This year, like you said, Chris, you don't have the day. Everybody doesn't have the day off, but it is built into the weekend. It was the long weekend, Friday, Saturday or Sunday into Monday being off. Next year, forget it. It back goes back to being sucky, where like you go to work on Monday, you have off for the fourth, and then you go back on Wednesday. So <laughs> it's an unfortunate streak coming to an end. It really is. Very true. Well, boys, that went longer than I thought it would go. Uh, but <laughs> my first question for the show is: uh, What setting on the hose do you like the most? Chris is going to throw up a graphic right now. And the reason we're talking about this is because whenever Kanye talks about something, the brunch breakdown has to weigh in on it. And Kanye hasn't said anything on social media for months. And he commented under this post of just a picture of different hose settings. And he says he's a missed setting. I, I love Kanye, man. I, I don't know <laughs> what what's going on here. But, um, but yeah, but what hose setting do you guys like? I feel like this is a little controversial thing. Yeah, this is like... This is this is niche, um, but, <laughs> but I feel like anybody who owns a home or like has lived in a home probably has an opinion on this. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to go. I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'm not going to just go ahead and, and announce mine just yet. But I will say if either of you pick soaker, we're no longer friends. <laughs> Because that one looks ridiculous. I am. You, yeah, a, yeah. Go ahead, Didi. <laughs> I'm a big. I, I'm a big shower guy. I like the shower because I power wash my house. Well, don't tell anyone in California. You're not really supposed to do that because drought and everything. But I still do it, anyways. And the shower setting seems to get a lot more dirt off my house, or at least it looks cool because it makes me look like I'm doing something because it just flows down. So I'm shower guy. Yeah, soaker is just a completely useless setting. <laughs> it's altogether. like so soaker looks like that setting where it's like if you turn it, but like not to the all the way to the next click, you like kind of put yeah. it in between and then it just gurgles because it doesn't know how like where it's supposed yeah. to go. It shouldn't even be soaker, it should be gurgle because that's exactly how it sounds and looks. <laughs> um I'm a center guy. I'm a I'm a center guy. I like the center because it it accomplishes what DD setting does with the shower where you get a good, a pretty good area covered, but you get a little more oomph behind it. But I go between center and shower, uh, but usually I'm going to need a little bit more power 
a little more oomph. And so the center gives me that while still giving me a pretty wide angle to, uh, to attack, even if it's a, a simple, you got to go long distance for, you know, watering the grass or yeah, you're trying to get some dirt off some stuff. Center's my go-to man. I got to go center. Now, Dan, you kind of alluded to where I want to go. I want to dig a little deeper here. Okay. Because I think we're, we're missing a lot of context. What, what, what is your favorite garden hose setting for X for what? Because if I'm washing the car or watering the flowers, Mm. we're using two different settings here. I'm not going straight up jet on the daffodils. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But you may, (laughs) you may go straight up jet. If you got a, you know, really power wash some dirt off of the tires of your car or something like that. And the wheel wells, like you got to get in there. You got to make it happen. Uh, So I am going to pick two. I am a center, a predominantly center washing the car. And I'm more leaning towards shower for the garden things, right? Softer activities, grass, all that type of stuff. Uh, so it, for me, it depends. It depends. I thought long and hard about this and those are my choices. Nice. I see center is just, center so intense (laughs) for doing a lot of things, unless you're like (laughs) filling up a baby pool or filling up a bucket or something. (laughs) That's what center is (laughs) for. Like to me, center is for nothing other than filling things up. Center is for long range activities. Long range activity. That's that's what I think center is for. Long range and a little bit of power. When you're pissed at your neighbors, is that what that's for? Yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah, that's what you use center for. <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more I feel like we're also describing like what golf club we'd choose based on the shot. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like that's jet true. is your driver. Uh, I, you know, mist might be sand wedge. Cone might be like a, a nice seven iron. If you got to get something out of the uh, thick rough, I still don't know what the hell soaker is, but uh, you know, I'm seeing some parallels here. What do you, do you, have you guys ever used the flat setting? What are people using flat for? I don't know because it's not like a circular. It's almost like a, like a widescreen type of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand know. it. I, I don't, I don't get it. It's funny. The flat setting is on my power washer and the flat setting is on my paint sprayer. The flat setting on the paint sprayer is fire. Yeah. The yeah. hose, I don't really understand what that is even for. Like I've used it, but like, I don't use it that much. It just is kind of a waste. Maybe it gets in between stuff. I don't know. It just, I've never, I never used the setting. I just used it like one time and I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. Are you surprised if you didn't know what Kanye's pick was ahead of time and you had to guess, would, <laughs> would you have leaned mist? Cause that's what his choice is here is he likes, he digs the mist. Yes. Because I feel like the only time somebody who has been as rich as Kanye has been for, I don't know, 20 years or so. The only time he picks up a hose is when uh, his children are at the house and the mist setting is perfect for children. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a good point. That's he probably yeah. has not a whole lot, not very aware of these other settings. <laughs> yeah, like Kanye has no idea that there's other settings. Like one of his kids yeah, probably just been in the mist setting, and he was like, "Oh, a hose. That's cool." <laughs> Incredible invention. Well, thank- well, thank you, Kanye, for the first question of the Brunch Breakdown. And yo, this is the Brunch Breakdown. It's Didi out here in Las Vegas, and Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh today on the show. It's all things sports. Yeah, you thought you were getting not getting sports. No, you're getting all the sports. <laughs> hose, that, I, I don't know, is there like an ultimate host championship? Google that. We'll figure be. it out. There's, yeah. There might be. Might be. Well, today on the show, we're going to be talking all things sports. Uh, college football is kind of blowing up right in front of our eyes, and we're going to talk about that. And Joey Chestnut winning his 15th hot dog eating championship. We'll talk about that, too. Plus music, plus beer, and more. Dan, tell everybody where they can find The Brunch Breakdown. You can find The Brunch Breakdown everywhere that you can find podcasts. It is. It's that simple. Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, audible wherever you listen to podcasts you my friend you can find the brunch breakdown new episodes each and every wednesday hit follow hit subscribe those episodes will come right to you whenever you want them we also have full video episodes so you could just witness what we just went through there the hose graphic you've got to see it in person you really got to see it for yourself so the full video is also available uh every wednesday 9 a.m pacific noon eastern is when those debut on our youtube page and on our Facebook page, of course, available on demand anytime you want to watch after that. And of course, we're everywhere on social media as well. Simply search at Brunch Breakdown. You follow us. We follow you back. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. And last but certainly not least, the Sounds of Brunch double stuffed podcast or double stuffed music Spotify playlist exclusively on Spotify. Easy for me to say. Uh, double stuff now, two weeks worth. So if you missed last week's playlist, you're playing a little catch up. Those will still be there and will include this week's as well. That gets updated each and every Friday exclusively on Spotify. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's get into it, guys. Get it off your chest. Chris, get it off your chest, sir. Well, given that this is sports brunch, I just thought that I would share uh, a quick interaction that I had with a neighbor, which is the most interaction I've personally had with baseball so far this summer, uh, was about to leave for a trip to the lake with my family for the 4th of July, loading up the back of the car neighbor, uh, of mine, very friendly guy walking down, uh, the street with his dog stops by, we chat for a little bit, uh, and talk about how he was just at the pirate game the night before it was a fireworks night. And he said he had, he, this is this is why I'm bringing this up. It was so sad and remarkably so accurate to describe the way we even think about baseball in Pittsburgh these days. He described the game as a beautiful time. We lost 19 to two. Yes. Okay. So those two things don't go together. He then followed it up. He's missing. And, yeah. <laughs> He then followed it up and said, the only thing that was bad was that the Brewers had a no-hitter going, and we, the Pirates, ruined it. A Pirate fan said that. Other than that, it was a beautiful time. That is the most interaction I've had with baseball so far this year, and that is why it is the most interaction I've had with baseball this year. Um, 
later we're going to talk about college sports and like, I'll probably go off on a tangent about like losing fans. <laughs> the pirates are an example of what could happen. People, we need to stop this madness. Um, but yeah, that's your Pittsburgh baseball update for uh, June 5th. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Thanks guy. Now let's go to uh, Dan, get it off your chest. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do a quick or real quick piggyback off of Chris's, uh, get it off your chest since we're not really planning on talking baseball here. Uh, I absolutely have, and always will and confirmed reconfirmed again today, hate the New York Yankees and everything they stand for downtown Pittsburgh is an absolute circus right now because the Yankees are in town for the first time in who cares how many years and the people come out, whether they're from Pittsburgh they're bandwagon fans or they're coming in from New York to visit the ballpark. I totally understand that, but get the hell out my way. I hate it. I hate it. And it's the only time where there's excitement around the ballpark is when pinstripes and Red Sox and other teams come to town and it's infuriating. But anyways, not what I wanted to talk about here today. What I do want to get off my chest is it is sports related and I have a real beef as most people do, but I have a, a recent beef with ESPN. And we're going to talk Joey Chestnut here in just a few moments. And yes, I'm going to connect the dots here. Let's talk ESPN and their coverage of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. If you recall, gentlemen, last year, the ESPN feed cut out in the middle of the contest. And it was just blotchy, like satellite images with no audio for minutes. The bulk of the contest was lost on TV everywhere around the country. Nobody saw it. I had a real beef with it at the time, pun fully intended. And I'm pretty sure that was my get it off my chest segment. 52 weeks ago was ESPN for their horrendous coverage and they couldn't get back on the air for the hot dog eating contest. This year, my problem is the network the channel that they decided to broadcast the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest on. Not ABC, not ESPN, not ESPN2, but ESPN News was the channel that they chose to broadcast the (laughs) once-a-year America's Holiday contest the nathan's hot dog eating contest was on espn news why because they were showing coverage of wimbledon like let's let's think about this let's think about this on the 4th of july we're using all of espn's major networks to show a tennis match happening across the pond whom we are celebrating our independence from <laughs> like like are you saying oh, it's one hour it's one hour once a year do you think england is interrupting the fish and chips championships to show u.s open tennis over here hell no so absolutely no reason brady in the super bowl jordan in the finals Tiger on Sunday at Augusta, not being shown on ESPN News, ladies and gentlemen. You show Joey Chestnut that respect he deserves. Get him back on the major network. Ridiculous. I was I I was with you until you rattled those names off. 
and that's no disrespect same to company. Joey Chestnut, but same company. Uh, I did not know that. I did not know about ESPN News. I sadly I missed it, but it sounds like even if I had been home, uh, I know I don't get ESPN News, so I wouldn't have been able to watch it. Uh, dude, I'll be honest. I didn't know that ESPN News was still a channel. <laughs> I know that ESPN got like. I didn't know. I, I did not know that until yesterday because I was like looking for it because I thought it was going to be on ABC. Went on ABC with ESPN. I'm like. God, Wimbledon. And then I thought about just summer and just how awful it would be to work, how awful it is to work in sports in the summer because it's just like Wimbledon on both channels. Both channels. <laughs> ESPN and ESPN too. And then I like Googled it and it was like ESPN News. And then I was like, oh, I guess I have this in my hotel room because I'm pretty sure I know I don't get ESPN News at home. I, I, it, I swear it's not even there on direct TV. So like I didn't even know it was a channel still. So I feel your pain. It just, it's complete and utter disrespect. And like you can't compare ratings from year to year when you throw it on ESPN News and half the country, including YouTube, can't even get that channel. So we'll get into Joey a little bit more here in a few moments, but that's just ESPN. I've had it, had it with you. Didi, what's on your mind? Oh, yo, uh, it's actually ESPN related. So uh, it's actually oh, beautiful. ESPN. <laughs> and I want to give a huge shout out to ESPN and whoever... Oh. And whoever they are letting run certain, like the weekends on these channels, because all of a sudden ESPN is starting to look like it did when we were younger. And that's <laughs> with, and one, all of a sudden, ever since the 30 for 30 came out, they're showing that a little bit on ESPN too. I watched the world, I watched world championship tag and was it's the most amazing sport in the world. Like better than anything that we love. It's it's better than that. Like it's unbelievable world championship tag is. And they had that on there. They had the Cornhole championships. That's kind of boring, but still it was just like weird stuff. And I was just like, bring back world's strongest man. Let's go. There's not that much sports to talk about. We don't need to watch NFL live 20 times a day or NBA today a million times. We don't need to do it. Start putting on weird stuff at three o'clock, then go to Sports Center at six, then after 11, nothing's going on. Put on the weird stuff. ESPN, I see you starting to do that a little bit, and I am applauding you. I hope that person hasn't gotten fired already because he might be sneaking this stuff in and just seeing who's going to pay attention. But I am absolutely loving the fact that weird sports are showing back up on ESPN uh, on the weekends and sometimes during the week. So, shouts to ESPN. Nice. I want more beach roller hockey. You remember that? Yes. Pro beach hockey. Let's go. That was the best. I love that. They had a two point line. Yeah. (laughs) And they had ramps at the end. Dan, Dan, that sport was designed for your slap shot. You're absolutely right. Dan has this slap (laughs) shot for anybody listening where he would just like, basically you hold a hockey stick with your hands separated and Dan would bring his hands together near the top of the stick. And he called it his golf shot. Cause he would just slap the shit out of the puck. And I mean, it, it went just as fast, if not faster as a normal slap shot. It was unbelievable. And that two point line had steel city Dan written all over it. <laughs> it really did some snipes from the blue line. Those suckers went in. So those were the uh, two pointers. I was all about pro beach hockey. Yeah. And they had the ramps behind the net. It was rounded behind. Oh, more of that. I'm with you there. <laughs> See, this is what we need guys. I think the 24 hour news cycle thing. It's just, it's old. Now we did it. It's done. Now go back 
to where it used to be. We have Sports Center at certain times. You get your little shows in there, but then there's Dead Space. Put some weird stuff in there. I want it back. I know they're still doing World's Strongest Man competitions. They're just not televised. Let's go. Yeah. There's more than enough. There's more sports channels than there ever has been in the history of television. Yeah. You can start to cover those other things and put Joey Chestnut back on national TV. Thank you. Exactly. We need some of those preliminary hot dog eating championships. Yeah. They have qualifiers all around the country. Let's go. Oh my God. All right. Well, let's get into the main course here. Um, should we start? Hey, with listen, 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 just, just because the two of you aren't drinking doesn't mean I'm not. Oh, no, oh shoot. Just pass up bruise day. Cause you're part- Oh my God. I completely forgot. I am so sorry to all the listeners and Dan. It's bruise day. I have Chris, a beer. What are you I, sipping on? I have oh, a beer today. See, I was like, oh. no, and I have, and I have one written down. I can't drink. Obviously I'm in the okay. middle of a work day, but yeah, I have one written down. I, I'm so sorry. Thank you, Dan. Okay. Chris, yeah, I was like, Diddy's working. Chris is having lemonade. I was just like, all right, I'll just drink by myself. <laughs> oh, this is fascinating. This is good. Go, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm starting to think like basically every time I've been in a calorie deficit over the past uh, two to three years, uh, and I talk about it on this podcast. Our good friend Ryan then mails me low calorie beer. So I'm starting to think I should just always be in a calorie deficit. I think I should always be dieting. <laughs> That's not something that I recommend people do, but I mean, it's working out really well for me. Our friend Ryan, shout out to him, sent me some of the low calorie, crush worthy, Great Lakes Brewing Company beers. Today, I'm having the low calorie grapefruit edition. And it's delightful. And I'll tell you this. I'm not a huge fan of wheat beers, generally speaking, but the low-cal ones are like a little bit of wheat, but not like, I, I don't know. Have you guys experienced this? Like some wheat beers, the consistency of it, because it's so weedy, it's like, it's too much for me. Um, yeah. But these are, these, are, these are just the right amount of goodness. Very tasty. Got it just in time to go to the lake this past weekend. So thank you, Ryan. And I'm enjoying one here today on the podcast because it's only 105 calories. So let's go. Nice. Delish. That actually sounds good. I'm surprised. Yeah. I've heard I've heard multiple good things about that line, that that, that line from Great Lakes. So glad yeah. to have it reaffirmed. That's that sounds good. That's just that's perfect t- summertime beer. Yes, sir. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, I don't have a beer with me right now, but it's a beer I had yesterday. It's from Trustworthy Brewing, and Trustworthy Brewing Company is the first and only fully run brewery that's on the Las Vegas Strip. So there are other breweries on the Las Vegas Strip, but they don't brew the beer there. They just, they, you know, it goes in some from, you know, they bring it in somewhere else that's in Vegas. So it's the only one, and I had the showroom ready, the showroom ready IPA, and here's the description for this. I'll read a little bit of it for you. It's always exciting to drive a brand new car, and this hazy doesn't disappoint. It's got peaches, it's got mangoes, it is amazing, and it's just super good, 7.4 APV, and it's just freaking good. Like, yeah, so shouts to Trustworthy Brewing, shouts to me for giving you guys a little history lesson. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely trying more beers because I'm still going to be in Vegas for like a week. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Only brewery where it's not just a tap room. They're actually brewing yes. on site yeah, yeah. on the that's, strip. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. It's the only one because there's a bunch because I mean, as the years have gone along, like, you know, craft breweries become such a big deal. But yeah, there's a lot of tap rooms, but this is the only one that is fully run on that's on the strip. Yeah. Nice. I dig it. All right. Solid. So where's it? Um, ballpark of what it's near? Hotel? Um, near? Is it, what, or which end? It, it is near because well, I'm at the Venetian. It's near here. So it's like near the like, it's almost it's like the I, I don't, it's it's not center strip but like close to that because like yeah, hollywood yeah. center strip so it's probably like i don't know like maybe a half a mile from there yeah 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 okay something like that cool. so yeah there you nice go. all right good stuff steve we almost missed all this this is good um well boys i drank you know it was hot over the weekend a lot of places it was hot here in western, western pennsylvania so a lot of uh, a lot of IPAs, a lot of sours, a lot of crushable beers, a lot of light beer stuff like that. So I need to go the complete opposite direction because it was also a nice uh, weekend for, for you know a little campfire and some s'mores, if you will. And so happen to have a stout here that's a little s'mores like. Um, <laughs> this is from uh, Civil Society and Collective Arts, and this is their Origin of Darkness series. This is a to celebrate America, a Canadian whiskey barrel aged imperial stout with you bet you guessed it, Chris, marshmallows, cocoa, and cinnamon. Because of course, because we haven't had marshmallows on the pod in a while. They've got uh, Collective Arts is known for the artwork around the can. Uh, this is actually done by an artist uh, from Columbus, Ohio, but the brewery uh, located in Canada. And this is a series, and luckily. This is a 12 ounce can because she a little heavy, she a little thick, uh, but she pretty delicious. Lots of marshmallow, lots of cocoa, just the right about, about right amount of cinnamon, not too much. Sometimes cinnamon can get a little, you know, more on the spice side of things. You overdo it there, but uh, origin of darkness, um, delicious, delicious here. So enjoying this. Well, I had to go a little heavier, had to go a little heavier, too much of that light stuff all weekend. I like it. And because of the Yankees fans in your way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, cheers, boys. Cheers. <laughs> well, let's get into the main course now. We can get into the main course. My apologies for messing <laughs> that up a little bit. Well, uh, USC and UCLA uh, going to the Big Ten. Chris, your thoughts, your feelings. Let's go to you first. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! I don't I was know. Gonna cry. I didn't know what was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have so many thoughts and feelings on this topic, and not like virtually none of them are good. Uh, so I, I'm almost more interested in hearing what you guys have to think first, and then like I'll re- I'll react to it because I if you get if you just let me go. I will have no direction for the next 20 minutes. It sounds like you've got your hose on the soaker setting and you're like, I don't think this is a good idea. And you're that looking is, around and you're like, yeah. someone else needs to pick a direction first for the hose championships or else I'm going to be gargling away. Well, the pack 12 is essentially, <laughs> it's the soaker. It, it is. It, it is. is the soaker. There are, there are schools just gurgling out of it and going God knows where. And um, it's just not good. It's not good. Yeah, know, what you, you got? Yeah. What was your, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? 
shit. <laughs> um, yeah, not not pleased because you, you you know that you knew this day was coming, right? Not necessarily you knew that USC and UCLA were going to move to the Big Ten, right? But it's been talked for years. We've even talked about it on this podcast where these major conferences are going to go away and there's going to be only a few of them, right? They're going to have their own playoff, their own everything. And we knew it was just a matter of time. They talked about how college football has to let the playoff contract run out before they expand it. Obviously we're expanding it. And you just knew this is down the road. This was the path we were taking, but you did. I certainly didn't expect it to happen as quickly as it did. And as quickly as it's going to happen, like this isn't a plan for five years down the road, four years down the road. This is happening really quickly. And two schools who can't stand each other are teaming up. And this is the first time where we've had schools join conferences where geographically, geographically, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Right. But like Oklahoma in the sec, that's not across the freaking country. This is across the country. Like all borders just completely lost. And the Pac-10, the Pac-12 has always been a shit show, but uh, they are the complete soaker now. And it's it. I, I can't believe we're moving as quickly as we are with these conferences. Um, the big just keep getting bigger. The rich keep getting richer. And I'm not ready for it. <laughs> That's what I got to say is I am not ready for it. When this went down, the first thing I thought was, oh, wow. Like that sucks for you, UCLA and USC. Cause friggin', I'll tell you, you know, what sucks West Virginia versus whatever team they're playing across the country. Like you have no fun. You have no rivalries anymore. Like it's done. You're just playing games. Cause it'll be cool the first year. So you think about it, like with the fans, they'll be like, Oh man, we get to go to Ohio state. We get to go to Penn state. We get to go to these schools that you hear about Wisconsin, whatever. But then that goes away. So after you take those road trips or fly across the country to those places, it's done. So it's like West Virginia has been in the big 12 now for what, two, what, what, 10 years now or something like that. It's close to that. And I don't care when they play Texas or any of these schools. I don't, I don't care. Like, like people who are diehard WVU fans, they try to make these things sound like the rivalries. No, they're not. They're not rivalries. So it just sucks for them. And it's like, we're seeing it. College football's done. And it kind of started when the playoff, when the playoffs started, because then everybody cared about the playoffs so much. And it was all about the playoff and it didn't matter about bowl games anymore. And we've just been slowly taking away everything that college football is about, which really has little to do with records of your teams. If your teams can win championships. And once that all just goes away, now we've got super conferences and I don't know where the hell college football goes from here, but it's not good. Like, are you guys ready for UCLA at Northwestern on <laughs> at noon on the big 10 network? Which is, which is uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time for all 7,000 yeah. UCLA fans. That is everybody ready for that? Because that's exactly what Didi is exactly what you're talking about. Because yeah. that's the future of it. Yeah, like college football is so much about tradition, and now it's like just the school tradition. It's just what you do within the game. You're like the pregame, during the game. The po- like that's it. The rest of it is like we have enough exciting non-conference stuff going on, so you can have those exciting things but still keep your rivalries you know how long it takes to build a rivalry i know you're gonna be flying across country you're it's just 
Chris, open up the sober, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it's interesting, Didi, that you said that because I saw some other people, uh, some other West Virginia fans basically sharing the same thing. They were like, you know, the first like year or two, I remember like we had Baylor for that first game at home and it was like the biggest thing so much like, you know, uh, build up and anticipation for it. And then by then this person was like, as a freshman and they're like, by my time I was a senior, I couldn't care less that we were playing Baylor, you know, like they don't, you know, so that's, that's how it is. And the first time USC goes to the big house as a big 10 member, it's going to be a big deal, but like for the vast majority of those games, like it's probably going to be the same situation. And I can't help, but think like, I know that nobody knows how this is going to play out long-term. Like, I think everybody is accepting the fact that there's probably just going to be two big conferences and like who's in them is anybody's guess. But the chances are that the vast majority of the teams that are in P five, so power five, ACC, big 12, PAC 12, big 10 sec are actually not going to be part of those conferences. So like the way I see this happening is actually like, if you look, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, I, I actually think this thing fails. Like I, I really do because to what both you guys said, college football is largely about the tradition and the rivalries and the things that people actually care about. And like, it's different, man. It's different than like living in a city that has a pro team. And so you're a fan of that team. Like people are fans of college football teams because you spent part of your life at that place. Most people, there are bandwagon fans everywhere, but most people spent part of their life at that place. And that's why that team means so much to them. So if you take all that away, then you're in these conferences and it's like the big 10 and the sec, but then this is all about money. This is about creating a TV product. So as time goes along, those big programs, Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, U USC, are not going to be happy with the fact that they have to share part of their $100 million with Rutgers or with Maryland. In the SEC, they're going to realize that like Vanderbilt is dead weight and we could all make more money if this team wasn't in the conference. And then I see those super conferences just getting smaller to the point that you have like 20 teams. You have 20 schools in a super conference model and, and, and it totally cuts off the vast majority of the country when like college football is interesting to people because every community in the country is somehow represented. Like even if, and then I think 95% of schools know and the fans of those schools know you don't have a realistic shot of making the national championship game. Like it's just not going to happen as a pit fan. That is never my expectation. West Virginia, same thing. Like you don't expect that, but you know, you're part of it. And so that's, helpful and that makes you want to follow the other teams and see what's going on because maybe you end up having a magical year like Pitt did last year and you're you, you know flirting with the top 10 at one point flirting with the playoff and you get to talk about all these things watch what's happening in the rankings and see what happens with other teams that's not going to exist as this gets smaller and smaller and smaller and so I feel like as, as much as I hate to say it like I, I know Pitt's not going to be part of whatever that is my, my team, Didi, your team, our, our schools don't make people money. We just, we just don't. And I, I'm, I'm slowly uh, accepting the fact that like, if this all happens and it means actually the vast majority of college football, as we know it right now 
ends up in some different format and like we can get back to Pitt playing West Virginia and Cincinnati and Boston College and all these schools that we have relationships with, then like I'm fine with it. If they call that the the division one B national champion. Like, I don't care, man. Like it's gotta be about why you're interested in the sport to begin with. And I'm not interested in the sport to see like the best possible TV product that we can make that that's not, (laughs) I just don't, I don't care about it. So I don't know. It sucks. Everything is going in the opposite direction of what it should. And I think like uh, DD, your other team, Notre Dame, I think if they, if they choose to join one of these conferences, then, I mean, that then it's officially over because that's the last school that they're to, to everyone's annoyance, Notre Dame holds on to tradition more than everybody else. And if they say, screw it, then it's like, okay, it's over. It's yeah. all, it, everything's over. Yeah. I'm because for Notre Dame, I'm wondering what this is close to it. Cause I, when Texas and Oklahoma and they were like, we're going to the sec. I was like, eh, Notre Dame might be thinking about it, but now USC and UCLA are literally going across the goddamn country to be in the big 10. Notre Dame's gotta be like, all right, let's see where these things fall. It'll be, I mean, cause they are the last ship. If they join one of these things, it's, I mean, it's done. Like, like start calling it the minor league or whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't know, NFL two, whatever, but that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. We're going to have a mess on our hands. It'll be interesting. Chris, it, yeah. You saying that you think it's going to fail. I don't know if I should be like, I kind of want to be rooting for that. I don't know. I don't really know. I'm afraid that too big, too quick. Um, how thing it's just all going to implode upon itself. It will it's just, I think happening a lot quicker than at least I anticipated, but it's not why we had it the big good old big east days <laughs> like like i've seen some pit fans saying like well pit should be pitching themselves to the sec because like that's a market up north that the sec doesn't have and like that's correct but as a pit fan I, like getting 50 million more dollars a year for the athletic department is less attractive to me because I know we'd be going six and six at best every year. And that's not that that's what most of these teams are signing up for to be in the super conference. Like Rutgers, I'm not, I'm not going to sign up to be Rutgers. Yeah. And, and the other thing with, with the money is the thing that nobody ever thinks about is what happens to the other sports at that school. I'm not talking about men's basketball. I'm not even talking about women's basketball, but the other, what they call Olympic sports is those need funding period. Athletic departments don't make money. There's less than 10 in the country that actually make a profit. They don't make money. They have to fund all of those sports. And so you think, UCLA's lacrosse team now has to fly across across the country if they're going to move those sports into the Big Ten too, depending on what happens to the Big 12, right? Some some schools do split conferences depending on the sport that they're in, but the way that the Pac-12 is going, there's not going to be anything left in a couple of years. So that money isn't just all profit. Now you have to fund these other sports or they go away, and that's the worst possible option. So I hope that's all considered in these factors because those teams and sports are going to need funding if you're going to make them 
travel all the way around the country to these conferences and teams they're not familiar with and probably spend more money. So with that revenue comes a lot more cost. And I just hope it's all considered and people don't forget that. Like making the the women's field hockey team at UCLA fly to Piscataway, New Jersey on a Tuesday night to play a game is utterly ridiculous. Yes. And like in front of the, like six people, by the way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because those teams aren't going to be like, like, oh, UCLA is coming to town. Like, (laughs) yeah. Because let's be honest, like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to rip the Olympic sports, but like, yeah, I understand that some schools people go to whatever that one sport is that may be random or something that people in, because they're like, we have good players in this, we're good at that. But like, for the most part, at those games, like, and I covered women's soccer at WVU, and I can tell you, all, all those games ain't packed. The pit game's packed. Some of the other ones packed. If they have a good season, maybe it'll be a little crowded, but I can tell you, like they're traveling across the country to go play in front of like three people. And like, those are men's sports, women's sports. That's all those sports. And I just think that is like the craziest part of all this. When you're traveling for football, it's a whole different situation. It's a hundred thousand people at the big house, the Penn state, Ohio state, all that stuff. Right. But like <laughs> for all those other sports, <laughs> that ain't it. Yeah. And football is almost always on a weekend. So like, I know people may roll their eyes at this, but like the field hockey team probably has assignments due. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's just, so it's not even like, like from a student welfare perspective, it's just, ugh, it's just ridiculous. The field hockey team also isn't, um, they aren't majoring in athletic coaching. I have a feeling. <laughs> right. Well, right. Also true. Also so, true. You know, some of the majors, not all football players, not all basketball players, but I know a lot of them have that athletic coaching major that they are having. Coached by Don Nealon, who was the coach <laughs> at West Virginia. That is, that is a truth. That is a fact. That is a fact when I was there. He was the teacher of athletic coaching. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh God, it's, it's ugly. But when, so do you think when this contract is up, like when this contract's up for the playoff, do you think that's when it just, whatever happens, it all ends. Cause do you, cause I'm starting, cause now after this, I don't think they're going to expand the, the playoff expansion is going to happen. They're figuring out in the next couple of years, how they're going to separate and I don't know, blow up college football. That's what I think is happening behind the scenes right now. Yeah, like are there like basically playoffs within each of these two super conferences and then those champions eventually play each other or how do they, you know, they're going to have a problem with the, how are they going to mix up the divisions in the Big Ten? How are they going to do that? They have to, first of all, they have to, have to put these teams in the West because the East is way too, it's way too stacked as it is. And they're in the West. But then you're gonna—it's gonna be lopsided. So they're gonna have to get rid of divisions in the Big Ten. I don't know if they figured that out yet. They're just gonna have to get away with get get rid of it altogether. Um, but yeah, I think you're—I think you're right, Didi. I think they're—they're they're not worried about how are we gonna, you know, in in one uh, you know non-power five, the 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 best ranked one, and how are they gonna play into it, and how are we gonna expand? It's how are these two divi- how are these two conferences gonna line up, and how are we declare champion between the two of them? Well, there's. Nobody in charge of college football, so it's pretty, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty impossible to predict. Yeah. I, I would say if uh, I, I, I would wager a guess 
that um, ESPN and Fox probably have thought about what those answers are going to be. And <laughs> we'll find out probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. Cause that's it. That expires in 2026, I think. So we got another four yeah. years of this and yeah, it's who knows. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's going to be a mess, but I think they should put Penn state and whatever division is with USC and UCLA. So they can at least maybe have a rivalry. With someone. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> good god it's like penn state has no rival they always try to have one it's like they think they do and the other team's like yeah no it's like, <laughs> no it's like we like going to your games you guys like you know yeah. your crowd's great you guys all wear white and stuff that's cute but yeah. like we don't we have care. three other teams <laughs> that we call rivals <laughs> where you're number one hmm i don't think so <laughs> so yeah maybe this is good for penn state all right Let's go into the main event. Joey Chestnut wins his 15th hot dog eating contest. Uh, oh, my gosh. Dan, go. Oh, the GOAT. The greatest of all time. Did it, This was the flu game for Jordan. This was it. If you didn't know oh and you didn't Christ. watch. See, you don't know. You don't. You didn't watch. You need to listen, my friend. You need to listen. He I heard he was, on, he was on crutches, which apparently affect his ability to eat food. Because, you know, the amount of people you see that, uh, you know, have knee surgery and then can't they can't chew. What a what a what an effort on your feet. It does on your feet. <laughs> it does. I think he had a broken leg and then he had surgery and then he had like tendon issues as a result of the surgery. It's been going on for a while. He hasn't been in many competitions this year. So everybody thought Joey's a little rusty. Could this be the year that Joey goes down? And uh, no, no, absolutely not. He didn't come anywhere close to the record, but you know what? That's okay. He doesn't have to break his own record every year. Uh, 63 hot dogs, finishing 20 ahead <laughs> of second place. So once again, not even close, 15 Streaks of eight in a row, seven in a row. The guy is untouchable. He's absolutely untouchable. I do you wonder if he ever, if and when he decides to hang it up in retire, but no one's even close to him. So he can go in there less than 100% and destroy the competition because he was struggling at the end. You can see he was not having a good time, but he's also 20 dogs ahead of these other schmucks and it's just not even it's not even close so he's got to go he's just got to keep going because keep stacking up the belts joey you're champion ladies and gentlemen once again wow (laughs) wow you can't you i cannot debate his greatness in the sport it's not debating it's it's not debatable um it, it is it is not debatable but uh, like, can uh, I feel like this was a year we've seen this happen way too much at this point where like just anybody can get on stage and like, maybe we should fix that for next year. Uh, yeah, that, that was weird. Let's talk hey, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Chestnut like tackled a, just to let you know how, like Dan said, how big of a lead he had while eating hot dogs. He had the time to tackle a protester while eating hot dogs. Like, 
good lord yeah that was like a scary thing it's, all those moments are scary i can't I, I don't understand what's what are security guards doing like i'm sorry joey chestnut what he does is exciting i'm watching it on tv but if you're a security guard paid to be security what joey chestnut's doing is not lebron james dunking from the foul line like this is this is joey chestnut eating hot dogs pay attention to what's happening on the <laughs> pay attention to what's happening around the stage please thank you yeah, there's there's got i mean there's it's a it's a long stage so there's two ways to get on it <laughs> the one side or the other side and like i've watched the competitive eating documentaries i saw years ago kobayashi just jumped up there and they right. didn't, you know, like they didn't, I feel like didn't even like kick into action until like said the, the head guy with the hat and the microphone noticed something was going on. Like we got to, what, what are we doing here? If, if the Tom Brady of hot dogs is up there, we, we got to protect Tom. Yeah, You're right. You're right, Chris, that you're right. Kobayashi did make his way up there years ago when he wasn't in the contest. And so that should have been the only lesson you learned from that. The only one. Yeah. And this psycho guy gets up next to Joey wasn't seen on TV, but there's clips going around. We'll share the clip. And it's the most unbelievable sight to see your, he's mid competition and just throws his arm around this guy, chokes him out, pulls him down and gets back to business. How, how, how does this happen in this day and age when you have the greatest of all time up there? That I mean, that alone add ten dogs to the t- to the total. But the, so yeah, the, the 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 other thing to mention is like once again, the entry points are limited to get on this stage, and Joey is in the middle. There's like ten people <laughs> right. eating on either side. So this guy just like walked past everybody. Yeah. Not only did he get on stage, but he walked past 10 other competitive eaters up to the guy with the hat. The guy with the hat didn't notice anything until he got in front of Joey with his little sign. And then people said, like, come on, come on. Yeah, there's a ton of people on that stage, too. Like behind each eater, there's the, somebody throwing the numbers. And like, again, yeah. so there's a lot. Nobody saw this guy. <laughs> he just went right. He obviously didn't blend in. If you could see what he was wearing, he did not blend in, but. This could have been bad. This could have been bad. We need some ultra security next year. Just ridiculous, New York. I'm going to offer um, three free months of coaching up to <laughs> five people who are willing to train to be security at the next hot dog, uh, the next hot dog eating contest, July 4th, 2023. Yeah. Protect Dude. Joey. There. I feel like there should have been just, I, I don't know why, how you can be lax in security after what happened with Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl. Like, yeah, that should tell you that you can literally get in like some, like a crazy person can literally get anywhere. If you can go on stage where someone is having a show at a humongous venue, not some little small thing, the freaking Hollywood Bowl. And then somebody went up there and tackled him. Like you can't, like, how can you be security and not be like and be lax, especially for the hot dog eating championship? How can you? I don't know. This is, I feel like security. Yeah, and that's only like, 10 minutes, too. It's 10 minutes. Yeah. It's not three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an hour. It's 10 minutes that you have to do your job. It's wild. But I just can't get over the fact that Joey just went right back to it. Went right back to it. That had to affect them the rest of the way. He didn't really speak on it, but it, I mean, it had, you got to be thinking like, 
looking out of the corner of your eyes the rest of the way, like, holy cow, this is, this is just absolutely insane. But the goat still comes out on top each and every time. That's why he's Joey. I mean, Roman Reigns should Roman Reigns should be stripped of the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship right now, and that also should have been the other belt they handed to Joey Chestnut, the Mustard Belt, <laughs> and the WWE Universal Championship for that fantastic move. <laughs> it was great. It was great. God. All right. Well, before we get into music, I have something I need to. It's going to roll right in. It has to do with Joey Chestnut and Usher. Game. Have you seen Usher's Tiny Desk concert? Have you guys watched it? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that's going everywhere. But it's incredible, right? It's, it went by so fast. And I was like, this is effortless to Usher. And then about 15 hours later, I'm watching the hot dog eating contest. And I'm like, this is just effortless to Joey Chestnut. So Joey Chestnut and Usher were just, they shocked me with how effortless they were doing what they're just so great at. And if you watch the Tiny Desk and you watch the hot dog eating contest, you'll be like, wow, Usher and Joey Chestnut, goats, man. Just effortless. One in the same, effortless. effortless. <laughs> Usher, Tom Brady, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Dave Chappelle, Joey Chestnut, all the best at their craft. Give me a table for five documentary. I just need those guys, one table, get the camera rolling. I love it. By the time you get out of it, there's going to be a song released called Effortless, and it's Usher featuring Joe Chestnut. I just fascinating. I love that, DD. I love that. <laughs> You're welcome. Those are the thoughts that go through your head when you've been in a hotel room by yourself for yeah. a few days. By the way, those idiots that think they can beat Joey that are eating the hot dog with bun and dog, like the rest of us humans eat it, that's never going to work. <laughs> That's never going to work. You have to remove the, the dog from the bun. Like, come on, amateurs. I, that was ridiculous. Oh, we didn't even talk about the lemonade chugging contest. Your favorite, Didi. I don't know who, what's Derek Badlands or Eric Badlands? Yeah, something? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> dude, I saw it once I found ESPN News. That was exactly, that was the first thing that was on. And I was like, yep. he, Wow. He's really chugging that. Speaking That's of insane. effortless. Dude, it was effortless. But it's after scary. they go to interview him right after he gets done chugging, and all he does is burp into the microphone. It was the best sideline post-game report I've ever seen in my life. Because he literally just got done winning. They're like, dude, one, put a microphone in his face. And they're just like, how do you feel? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But, you know, I was just drinking late. <laughs> Amazing. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was like the, they set the world record for longest belch he had to. It was just right then and there. Uh, Jason Fitz had to just breathe it all in. And it was uh, it's a sight to see. And it was pink lemonade this year. So even better. So congrats to all the winners. Let's get to what we're listening to. Chris, what are you listening to, man? Uh, I'm woefully underprepared for what I'm listening to this week. So I'm just going to rattle off the last three songs that I listened to. And that's what we're putting on the playlist. Uh, the first one is a band called me versus hero. 
days that shape our lives, lots of energy. Um, I don't know what's been going on with me in training lately, but like I've had, I've had sessions where I, I haven't even wanted to listen to music. So I'm really searching. Maybe you guys can deliver this week for me. I need, I need to, I need a pick me up music wise for the training sessions, but that song has a lot of energy and, and it helped a little bit. Well, I got you with one. All right. When I went to the Burbank airport to come to Las Vegas, you know, it was blasting out of the airport speakers. For whatever reason, music was blasting. You by Lloyd featuring Lil Wayne. I haven't heard that song in at least five years. Holy crap. Jam, jam, jam. (laughs) Just put it on the playlist. I saw you tweet that and I was like, what is Didi up to? (laughs) There I probably listened to that song 15 straight times after I got through, like, check, like, after I checked my baggage. I was like, oh my, I, I haven't heard the song forever. I, I'm just on a loop. Wow. It's a yeah. serious throwback. Great call. Great You're call. Welcome. Shouts to Bob Hope in the airport there, man. Whoever's throwing her on the playlist. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, first one for me is a collaboration I couldn't have expected at any point in life but uh the chain smokers and bob moses coming together uh chain smokers released their album a little earlier in the year and uh re-released it again they added this track onto it uh why can't you wait the chain smokers and bob moses coming together uh two duos maybe people don't realize bob moses is actually a duo and neither of them are bob or moses um so it's a great blend of these kind of like different dance styles that these duos have, um, you know, one a little bit more alternative and the other more pop heavy, obviously with the chain smokers. Um, and this song's actually leans towards the Bob Moses side of things in terms of the sound, even though they're kind of like the feature artists here, but the voices and the styles, they work really, really well together. And I really dig it. So why can't you wait by the chain smokers and Bob Moses? All right. Sweet. Um, yeah. My next one is a, from a band called Two Trains Left, which is a English-speaking pop-punk band from Paris, France, uh, and their song, Power Lines. Uh, these are all going to be in the theme of trying to summon some energy. So that's my second pick. I like it. All right. Good Love by Usher, the Joey Chestnut of R&B music, and City Girls. <laughs> It is great song, uh, super upbeat. Uh, video is cool too. A lot of roller skating in the video. City girls doing what they do, but uh, yeah, great song. Usher, City Girls, good love. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, two fr- another collaboration. Two friends and Mod Sun, very popular on the what you're listening, what we're listening to uh, playlist. Um, came together and created a song called time bomb. And it's like exactly what you'd think it would sound like when you have this like DJ duo team up with a really talented in like in the, in the music right now, pop punk voice like mod Sun. Um, it's really catchy and it's just really embracing what's uh, what's happening a lot in music right now. So really, really dig it with two friends and mod Sun coming together for time bomb. That's a great song. I love that song. I actually thought it was going to potentially like sample Blink because Blink had a song that it was like, I time bomb, I time, but and it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, very good song. Um, mm-hmm. The last one I have is from a band called Major League. Their song Seasons is actually 
not energetic at all. It's an acoustic song. And uh, once again, I was ser- I've been searching guys. I've been searching for that right vibe lately and I'm, I'm struggling to find it, but uh, it's, this is a great song. Rod Wave is a R&B singer, but what he does is very different than traditional R&B. But, because uh, I honestly feel like if he were white, they would say he was a country singer. I kid you not. Like, I love Rod Wave. He's got the song By Your Side that I just absolutely love. And uh, yeah, I want to put it on the playlist. Check it out. Uh, by the way, real quick, uh, Usher, eight Grammy wins, Joey Chestnut, 15 championships. Um, last one for me. <laughs> last one for me um is a artist by the name of uh, it's one word it's ren for short and i got to see her and her band open up for the band camino who i got to see last week who were tremendous live by the way they've been on the playlist a lot in the past too uh but she was one of the openers and super super talented um and she just released a song called julian king of manhattan um, and her album actually comes out this Friday. So I'm super excited to hear more from her. Um, you'll the first in like the first thing I thought of when I heard of her is she gives like serious Tate McRae vibes. Like the, her voice is it, there, there's a lot of similarities in their voices. Um, but this is obviously a little bit more uh, alternative in terms of a sound. Um, so the song is uh, the reason it's named Julian King of Manhattan is it's named after Julian Casablanca, who is the front man of the Strokes. She grew up loving the Strokes um, and just idolized him. So really dig her vibe. She's incredible live. She's coming back to Pittsburgh on a headlining tour in September. Probably have to go see her again. So Ren for short with Julian King of Manhattan. Nice. Well, boys, that about does it for another episode of the Brunch Breakdown. Any final thoughts? Oh, oh, Chris, I thought you had something. something. (laughs) You had something. I was waiting for it. Uh, Let's bring, let's bring back the big East boys. Let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it way back. Bring back the big East. (laughs) That's right. Bring it back. Um, More hot dogs for everybody. I had a couple myself this weekend. They're just, it's just a, it's just a great food. Regardless big, of nutrition and all, it's a great food. The Big East is the Joey Chestnut of college football conferences. <clears throat> yeah, I said that. Fo- you football? You didn't mean to say basketball. I said what I said, Dan. <laughs> 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 That's the French breakdown. We're out. <laughs>